6 o'clock. It's Monday. Yeah, it's time. It's time for the joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. And actually, it's kind of different. We used to actually do workshopping on the joke workshop, but we have like 25 comics signed up tonight. So we're just going to do, I know. We're just going to do four-minute sets. At three minutes, you'll hear the horn. If there's like burning, burning things that people have to say, we can say them. Uh, That's fine. And we've got people from out of town, which is exciting. And we've got audience people and people people. And I'm super excited. Uh, The house is full. Everybody be nice. Pay attention to each other. Yay. Yay. Your first comedian of the night. Uh, Hey, I've seen him get booked all over the place. In fact, tomorrow at Taupe. We're both on the same show together in North Beach with Hella Funny. Clap your hands together, everyone, for out. Art, see, look at this. I try to do your last name right, and then I fuck your first name up. <gasps> Art Galustian, yay! Happy Monday, everybody. Let's make some fucking noise, okay? Let's bring this energy up. Woo! Hell yeah. I want you guys to make noise because I don't want to hear Jared P. Uh, guys, I'm single. Uh, what makes dating real difficult for me is that I'm really scared of rejection, and I'll do anything to avoid rejection. All right. But my New Year's resolution was to overcome that. So the other day, I'm at a bar with my friends. I see a cute girl at a bar. I was like, all right, I'm going to down this drink, work up the courage, go talk to her. I approach her. I try to talk to her. She rejects me right away. Says, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend. And me trying to avoid rejection. I said, girl, me too. He's sitting right there. And I turn around and I start walking towards my friend. And I could tell that she's still looking at me. And at the same time, my friend is looking at me hella confused. And they're just like, bro, shut up and give me a kiss right now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but I have an accent. Having an accent is a lot like having herpes. You don't really want to have it. It gets better over time, but it never fully goes away. And right when you forget you have it, it randomly flares up and becomes very, very noticeable. And then women start to think you're dirty. Working on that one. Uh, This is embarrassing, but the other day, I clogged my toilet, and I had to call a plumber. It's an embarrassing situation, right? Because you got doo-doo in the toilet, it's overflowing, your whole apartment smells like shit. You know what would have made the whole thing more embarrassing? If the plumber that showed up was a very attractive female, I don't know. I just think a plumber should not only be able to unclog a toilet, but should, they should look like somebody who could clog a toilet. I think that's why they always have their ass crack out when they're fixing shit is their way of saying, you seen this, buddy? Don't worry. I've done this before. And I don't know if that's sexist or not to say, but what I'm literally saying is that men are shittier than women. New jokes, guys. Bear with me. I was do this one. I'm an immigrant, uh, and as an immigrant, I find myself being able to relate to other immigrants because we go through similar shit, right? You got to learn a whole new language, a whole new culture, and everything is so different. So matter, no matter where you're from, whether you're from Armenia, Nigeria, Mexico, whatever it may be, people relate to this. But I have this one friend that's constantly trying to relate to me on being an immigrant. He's always trying to remind me that he's an immigrant himself. Kind of pisses me off because he's from this little-known place called Toronto, Canada. <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm sure Canadian immigrants got their own struggles. I'm just saying it's different. Like, three years ago, 
I was really stressed because Armenia, where I'm from, we're fighting a war against a dictator, and we lost. And at the same time, Toronto Canada was also fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship, and they won. The same guy told me when Trump was running for president, he was like, Art, if Trump wins, I might move back to Canada. I said, motherfucker, I don't care if Kanye West is the president, I ain't moving back to Russia. I should probably tell you guys I grew up in Russia. Forget that part. All right, let's end it at this. Uh, the other day, I get matched with this girl on Tinder, and her profile bio says, I don't date men with kids. So I start talking to her and ask her what she does for work, and she says, Child Protective Services. They're the people that take kids away from abusive homes. She asked me, have you heard of them? I said, of course. I actually wouldn't be able to date you if they didn't take my kids away. All right, thank you, guys. Galustian, everybody. Yeah. All right. Your next two comedians, we got a Sacramento rock block coming like two and a half hours to Mutiny Radio to entertain you. Then clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Joe Conyu. Yay. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Hey, it's good to be out, Muni. It's good to be out like you guys. I'm out trying to get some dates. Met a lady this week who's a squirter. Yeah, Mace, 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 Mace. <laughs> not the good kind of squirter. Not the good kind. Ladies, you ever get pregnant? <laughs> but didn't even come? What a rip-off. What a rip Guys would never stand for that. <laughs> Paying child support, didn't even get a nut. What a rip-off. Guys would not put up with that. I had good sex on garbage day. My neighbor let me put my junk in her can. Ah, see. I travel around, do a lot of open mics at different places. People say, you tell jokes in San Francisco? Whoa, they got so many rules over there. You say, yeah, they do. They, do. they got stuff you can't say and stuff you have to say. I mean, if you want to tell jokes in San Francisco, you got to admit you're at least just a little bit curious. A little bit, just a little. They say, how do you know the rules? They say, oh, they send them to you. You got to print them out and sign them and send them back. Must be so complicated. How do you figure them out? I said, I, I don't know. I looked. I can't. It looks like a Rubik's Cube fucked a crossword puzzle. I have no idea what the rules are. I have no idea. Let's deal with some real issues, okay? Let's see. Objectifying women. I get criticized a lot. I get criticized for objectifying women. You know, like treating women as if they're just a vagina two legs. But I know a lot of women look at me as just a dick. <laughs> great legs, though. Great legs. A lot of compliments on my legs. How about the environment? You're protecting the environment. You hear about these sea turtles getting plastic straws stuck in their nose. I don't give a shit for those. Let them use a $100 bill like everybody else. <laughs> 
That's an economic inequality joke. I'm punching down at sea turtles. But I'm not scared that they're going to hear I was making jokes about them. But turtles got no ears. Turtles got no fucking ears. Proof facts. I was hanging with one chick during COVID. He was irresponsible, fiscally irresponsible, didn't know how to budget. He won some money in the lottery. He bought tits and tattoos. Should have bought some teeth. <laughs> that should be the rule. Teeth before tits and tats. But she's my little gummy bear. <laughs> that girl knows how to take the wrinkles out of an old dick. She knows how to smooth it out. Hey, I'm Joe Kanyu from Sacramento. Thanks, Mutiny, for letting me up here tonight. Thanks for coming out. His little gummy bear. Oh, my goodness. Hey, yeah, don't worry about objectifying women. Uh, feminism exists, and all that means is equality. We get to objectify men equally, so that's fantastic. No one's going to stop objectifying each other. Just let women do it now. Yay. Uh, your next comedian all the way from Sacramento as well. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Ozzy McNabb. Beauty Radio, what's up? <laughs> Let's just address the elephant in the room. You can tell by the way I'm dressed. I'm a black dude from the suburbs. Telling any black guy that dresses like this, he knows at least five Taylor Swift songs, word for word. Right, we go to the club and do the Carlton. <laughs> Why, you want to dance? <laughs> you stop. <laughs> nah, but it's good to be here. Um, one thing I will tell y'all is that I do not like negative women. Women that are negative are turn off. Turn me off completely. You ever date that one negative woman? And you're out all the time, she always got some negative shit to say and throws off the whole mood. You ever meet that woman? Hate those women. I was out with this one chick. She seemed nice, but she turned out to be fucking negative. She goes, Ozzy, Ozzy, I got to tell you something. And I knew it was going to be some negative shit. I'm like, She's like, no, just, just listen. Just listen to me. I got to tell you something. I'm like, what? It's like when I was young, really young, my uncle used to touch me. I go, whoa, oh, that's fucked up. That's terrible. And I go, sweetheart, it's not that I'm, it's not that I, I'm not sad about it. You know, I do have sympathy, but I'm having a really great night. And that motherfucker didn't touch me. What? Don't fuck my vibe up. He didn't grab my shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, originally, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm not from California. And when I first moved to California, it was something that I wanted to see, something that I wanted to experience. I wanted to see two celebrities get into an argument. I didn't give a fuck what the argument was about, and I didn't care why it started. I just wanted to see it happen. Like, could you imagine if Mike Tyson and Arnold Schwarzenegger got into an argument at a Starbucks over a fucking parking spot? Could you imagine that shit? Mike Tyson walks out, wait, what is this? This is crazy. What do you want? Why would you, why would you park your Prius right here? I come here all the time to get my Frappuccino and my Snickle Doodle cookie. Why would you park your Prius right here? Arnold goes, ah, oh, fuck you. I come here all the time to get my Frappuccino and my Snickle Doodle cookie. Why would you park your Prius right here? <laughs> 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 
Mike Tyson Hill, wait, wait a minute, hold on a second, hold on a second. Ludacris is blowing my mind. Why do you talk like that? Arnold goes, fuck you. Why do you talk like that? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see that happen. Um, what else? So I'm single, as you can tell. Yeah, me and my girl broke up not too long ago. But before I got with my girl, it was something that uh, I didn't tell her. I had a problem. And it wasn't drugs. I had an addiction to being the dude on the side. I love being the side dude. You know why I like being the side dude? Because when you're the dude on the side, you could tell a woman your deepest, darkest secrets. Like, for example, you and me ready, yo. I fell kindergarten. Don't all clap at once. <laughs> now, you could never tell your woman or your wife that you failed kindergarten. You know why you can't do it? Because the second you get into an argument, the argument could be over something small and petty. What the fuck is she going to do? She's going to throw it back in your face. The argument could be over the last Pop-Tart in the fucking cabinet. She'll throw it in your face. Oh, for real? For real? You're just going to eat the last strawberry Pop-Tart in the cabinet. See, you're selfish. You're ridiculous. And you dumb as fuck. That's why you felt kindergarten, you little bitch. <laughs> and she won't stop there. <laughs> She'll add shit. Fell in kindergarten and you live in my house? See, you're retarded and you're ridiculous. How'd you fail kindergarten anyway? Would you need help writing your name? Couldn't stand the lines when you were coloring, you bitch. <laughs> You'd be standing in the middle of the kitchen with Pop-Tart crumbs on your face. <laughs> Stuck. I thought she loved me. <laughs> Uh, Muni Radio, you guys have been great. I've been Ozzy McNass from Warminster, Pennsylvania. Give it up for yourself. Yay! Ozzy McNass and Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, what about that other guy? Mike Tyson. I, I can never forget he has that wonderful face tattoo. What a, what a wonderful choice he made. Your next comedian, um, what, a, what a lovely young man. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Jared Senna. Yay! What's up, guys? How are we doing? Good? I'm actually not doing good. I actually uh, just got broken up with. Uh, yeah, uh, the worst part is I don't even know what I did to make her feel this way. I tried calling her like 500 times last Friday. She still wouldn't tell me what I did wrong. Uh, to... Uh, to uh, help me get over this, I, I started doing therapy. It's been really helpful. Not only did it help me get through my breakup, but it also helped me with other aspects of myself that I didn't realize. One of the things she told me was that I, one of my problems is that I always mistake women being friendly as sexual attraction. I was like, how do you know that? And she says, because you're leaning in for a kiss right now. Yeah, uh... I also have a bit of anger issues. Um, uh, I realize I need an outlet for that. So I started creating online burner accounts on Twitter and got into various political arguments with people I don't know. You guys want to know how deep I am into that hobby? My online burner accounts are now arguing with each other. Yeah. I actually uh, got fired because of my anger issues. Um, it sucks, but looking back, I think I feel good about it because I actually stood up for myself. Someone needed to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. Honestly, dude, fuck children. 
I think it should be okay to fight children. Because why be the bigger person? At 12 years old, they're already fucking bigger than you. You know? <laughs> you know what he told me? He told me if I was a car, I'd be a Hot Wheel. You know what I said to him back? I said, if you were a car, you'd still be in a wheelchair. Fuck that bald-headed bitch. I'm not allowed at St. Jude's Hospital ever again. <laughs> you didn't like that blonde lady? <laughs> Coming out with the bangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, in high school, I had a problem uh, talking to women. But instead of developing a personality, I decided to just carry around a skateboard around <laughs> my school. Because when I was at that age, like, women love skateboarding, and I wanted bitches. So, you know, I kept up with it. I actually do skateboard, but women my age don't really care about that now uh, when you're 23. 23-year-old uh, women don't care about if you can do a kickflip, if you're broke as fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, I graduated from college recently. Thank you. I graduated with a degree in creative writing, and I'm not sure if you guys know what creative writing is, but it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I was a different kind of writer than what creative writing was looking for. You're supposed to join creative writing if you want to be uh, get better at writing poetry, uh, screenwriting, or fiction writing. I joined creative writing because I wanted to get better at doing rap battles. <laughs> That's the type of person I am. Um, I used to do rap battles, uh, but I wouldn't like beat the other person using witty rap lyrics. I would just say really personal stuff. One of the things I said was, I'm going to beat you on this track like an athlete. I'm going to kill you in this battle like, canc like cancer killed Ashley. Uh, I didn't. I fucked up that joke. God damn it. Give it up for Pam. Keep it going for Jared Senna, everyone. Ashley was the name of the dead girlfriend of the person he was rapping with. We've heard the joke, but they didn't, so we'll just fill you in. But if you're a Mutiny Radio listener, you've heard it. It's okay. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Max O'Chang. All right. Okay. This mic working on Craig. Hey, it's great to be here. Great to be back here. Oh, my God. I want to thank Pam. I want to thank the city of San Francisco for keeping Mutiny Radio alive. It reminds me of that one song. You know the one song I'm talking about? Video killed a radio star. We said, fuck that, and we're here. And it's great, you know, the thing about radio is such a novelty, such nostalgia, and I'm glad that we're keeping it alive. I mean, I know that Coolio just died, but damn, talk about a hipster's paradise. I know, too soon, too soon. But yeah, I just came back from a long mitigated weekend. I spent my time this past weekend in the greatest city of California, Los Angeles. I'm just kidding. The same bullshit in San Los Angeles like San Francisco. Still the same gas prices. 
still the same rent prices. Even the homeless problems, still the same. Except it's easier to get a blowjob. Yes, they even ask you if you were of age. Like most high school gym teachers don't even ask that. And I'll tell you something, I was actually thinking about it. And you're just like, Max, what the fuck? Why would you get a blowjob from a homeless person in Hollywood? I'm just like, well, teething ain't gonna be a problem because I got none. But yeah, I was excited. My dad was excited too. So excited, in fact, that he almost hit a car and he was freaking out, right? He was like, oh my God, we almost hit a car. And I was like, don't worry, dad, it's a Prius. People who drive those cars hate confrontation. Ah, oh, man. But, you know, uh, I'll, here's the one thing about Los Angeles that's a real problem, right? Crime rate is a real issue, right? I got robbed by Catwoman. I got robbed by Catwoman in Hollywood Boulevard. A crazy woman put a whip around my neck, and my dad was snapping pictures like I was a Make-A-Wish kid. And I'm like, Dad, don't take those pictures. Come out, and she, it turns out it was $20 for these pictures for a woman in a Catwoman costume. You know what the worst part of that is? She's not even single. She was fucking Mickey Mouse. I feel it. Look, my dad was just trying to do what was best for his loving boy, what any loving father want for their son, and that's to get laid. You know, I felt disappointed. I robbed my dad of $20. I just felt so bad about it. I'm like, Dad, I'm sorry that you had to pay for that. But he told me, use the brown man logic. Think of it like this. It's a white woman in a dominatrix outfit that's only 20 bucks. I'm like, shit, we take those. And I'm just like, if you throw in Mickey Mouse too, I'm like, damn, that is a hell of a threesome. We can all go to Disneyland and we'll bring it to a new meaning where wet dreams come true. I just want to say one last thing. I just want to, like, I'm not going to do a joke right now. I just want to say thank you so much. I just, this is my fourth, fifth month in comedy. I got to say, man, like, it feels good. I have a lot of New Year's resolutions. I, uh, I made a lot of bad financial decisions. I, uh, I went to college for a theater degree. So I decided, you know what? I'm gonna take in charge of my life. I'm gonna get myself started in stand-up comedy. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I think I doubled down on unemployment. <laughs> All right, thank you, everybody. Keep your hands clapping for Max O'Chang. All right. Hey, your next comedian's one of my favorite people in San Francisco. Clap your hands wildly for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Voices on strike, I wanna raise Thank you, thank you. Clap me wildly, pulling up my pants. Okay, why do we have pot bellies? Are they, no. <laughs> no, no, that's why. No, are they God's, are they God's joke on us when we hit middle age? It's like, congratulations, you made it to 50. Here's a pot belly for you. Hold this. A little higher. All right, good. Which made me wonder, God is old as fuck. God must have a pot belly, right? And I can just imagine him running around, walking down the gracefully aisle with a little tummy. I don't know. Can't you just see him now? 
Where do they keep the pickles? <laughs> it makes God more approachable. If God were all buff and perfect and knew his way around Costco, I don't think I could believe. A good potbelly speaks volumes towards being accessible. And who wants a God you can't talk to? God, I feel fat. Nonsense, that's just a little repressed goot guilt. Nothing to be ashamed of. Have a pickle. <laughs> Thank you, that's a new one. Okay, you ever think about taste buds? I have a lot of free time on my hand. I think about potbellies and taste buds. But taste buds are like, they're, um, what are they? We take them for granted. They're like the bratty kid sister of the mouth. But they're miraculous because they send messages to the brain. They're little tiny pap papillae. I think that's how you say papillae. That send messages to the brain. And they, and they work together and they say, sweet, coming at you. Get out. Sweet's coming out. And then at the receiving end, they do a little happy dance and go, got it, sweet, yes. And then they send down another message that says, it's chocolate. And the other receiving end goes, ah! they love chocolate. I don't know. We're still working on that. Oh, and the nose gets in on it, too. For us to taste something, we have to smell it. I didn't know that. Did you know that? You knew that. Pam knew that. Um, so the, uh, where did it go, the nose thing? They go hand in hand. The signal goes out, and then it's, oh, I did that already. Okay, so now, um, fuck, I hate when I bring up my nose. So I think we all should just take a minute to appreciate the taste buds and say to them, thank you, taste buds, for bringing me this taste. And now go away and come back with some M&Ms. <laughs> what? Oh, all right. Canceled. Oh, I'm canceled. Oh, M&Ms are canceled. Oh, all right. All right, come back with the Reese's Pieces then. Remember cassette tapes? These were shiny, skinny on one side, little plastic things that were stuck in a, a there were little shiny tapes stuck in a plastic thing that you put in a machine and it magically played music or someone singing or gave you advice like, don't get up at 4 a.m. to write some shit after you've had Stilton cheese and two Irish coffees for dinner. Cause you're gonna come up with some pretty strange shit. Like this joke. How do cassette tapes work? How does anything work? I'm talking technology, people. I don't know these things. Phones, computers, I don't know, airplanes. I don't know how they work. <laughs> Fuck. I, thank you. I know how to make a funny. Ha, ha, ha. That's what I understand. <laughs> but if it were not for those people whose brains function on a different level, and not necessarily a higher level, because a good dick joke doesn't write itself, you know. But if it weren't for Edison's imagination, we'd be sitting in the dark right now. In the dark. If it weren't for Alexander Graham Bell, we would never have heard of Steve Jobs. And there'd be nothing for your thumbs to do and no way to say that cousin uh, Uncle Barry's bar were no, whatever. <laughs> I jumbled that all together. Uncle Barry, we're not coming to Uncle Barry's bar mitzvah because no plane in sight. No bus in sight. No plane in sight either. Okay. There's no bona fide joke here. I'm just saying, look at what we can do, Ma. Now, somebody please invent a gadget that'll alert the bus driver so we don't have to yell, back door. 
or turn racists into raisins. All right, thank you very much. In the land of the Crowd, everyone. Back door. Step down. Step down. Oh, that was fantastic. All right. Your next comedian. Clap your hands in a slappy like motion for Dakota Price. Let you in. My mind stays the maddest. I'm gone with the wind. Because it is survival of the fittest. When the shit hits the fan, I got my shank yeah, in my hand. It's me, your boy. Yeah, I haven't seen all y'all in a long time. I haven't been to Mutiny in a while. Uh, I got a job working at a dispensary. Woo-hoo! Oh my god, dude, it's so it's so awesome. That uh <laughs> like to think in 2018 I spent almost a year of my life incarcerated behind bars because I was arrested for the possession of marijuana. And now I get to sell that shit, dude. Yeah. Fucking fire, dude. My mom is smiling up at me from hell. Just so fucking proud, dude. No, my mom wasn't, like, religious. She was spiritual, so she's, like, in the ethereal plane, like, hey, leave a roach out for me. No, man. Uh, I just have some weird controversial thoughts I've been thinking about recently. Uh, This one's in regards to, you know, the elderly. Uh, I love the elderly, but, like, come on, you know? I'm just kidding. No, (laughs) No, uh, I have, you know, I believe that once you sh- once you turn 65 years old, you should have your license taken away, but but you should be allowed to buy whatever you want from the pharmacy without a prescription. Hell yeah, hell yeah. See, that's a good fucking trade off, right? You can be like, because think about it. This is a true fact. The average life expectancy, like the worldwide average life expectancy, is 72 years old. The average retirement is 65. That means you have seven years to have a fucking good time before you die? Goddamn right. I'm going to the pharmacy. I'm getting everything. Rack it up. Fentanyl shit. I want to try it. In a controlled setting. In a controlled setting. No. Uh, all right. Another controversial opinion I have is that I'm, I'm pro-abortion. I'm, uh, you know, I'm pro-choice. Woo. Anybody else in here pro-choice? Yeah, women's right to choose and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so pro-choice that I believe you should be able to have an abortion up to 18 years after conception. Like, you know, my dad and my parents used to say, I brought you into this world, I could take you out of it. And I didn't really believe that fucking threat, but could you imagine if, like, once you're born, they give you a little button? <laughs> they give it to your parents, and they could be like, hey, I said do the dishes, bitch. <laughs> Anyway. (laughs) Oh, God. I really appreciate you guys. Good to be back. Uh, Anybody ever had just like a really, really weird Christmas story? Like just some weird shit happened to you on Christmas? Uh, This particular Christmas, I was spending Christmas Eve with my parents in uh, a hotel casino in Shreveport, Louisiana. What you do, you spend Christmas Eve in a Hotel Casino in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, anyway, so my mom and dad spent the whole night uh, gambling at the casino, drinking, having a great time, partying, you know, doing the, the, the lot. Uh, and the, they get back to the, you know, Christmas Day. My dad's like, whoa, I hit the fucking jackpot. Let's go. Yep. My dad was like, let's go. We're going to go eat. We're going to go to Denny's. Yeah. Denny's on Christmas Day. 
Damn right. So me and my sister and my parents, we loaded up in this truck, man. And I'm talking, my dad drove a truck, big fucking truck, Dodge Ram, not an extended cab, a mega cab. Yeah, that means that there's so much room in the back seat that you can literally stretch out if you're six foot tall. Anyway, this is a truck. It gets seven miles to the gallon. Yeah, that's not, I'm not kidding. Seven miles to the gallon. And uh, it was icy roads that morning in Shreveport, and my dad caused a seven-car pileup, intoxicated with a beer in the fucking center car console. You know, it simply just didn't see that the light turned red, slid, you know, caused a pileup. No one was hurt, but he pushed seven cars with this truck, you know. No one was hurt, just some minor damage. And uh, this is how awesome Louisiana is. The cop shows up, he's like, Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Does anybody want to press charges? Everybody's like, no, I just want to go the fuck home. <laughs> and my dad was like, hey, officer, can I tie my front of my truck up to that pole over there and reverse so I can, like, straighten out my hood? <laughs> this cop looked at my dad and said, I'm going that way. You do you. So, dad did some redneck shit. We fixed the hood and we went to Denny's. Got that fucking American sl Grand Slam. Yay. Moon's over Miami. Yay, Dakota Price. Your next comedian, everybody. Keep your hands a clapping. It's Nick Holke. up y'all has anyone here ever gone so long without getting laid that they accidentally checked out a mannequin <laughs> it's as sad as you think god damn made of plastic Ooh. yeah i've been uh i stopped drinking and thank you and that was a big thing, like, that I used for dating, right? I mean, that was just, like, always around. So I kind of, like, stopped dating for a little while. But now, I'm, you know, I'm back actively swiping. And it's just, you know, sober dating's weird, right? Like, getting someone too drunk to have sex with them is creepy. But also being totally sober. <laughs> I'm going to drink in your every word. <laughs> Feels creepy still. Um, but there are there's some pluses, like no more STD scares. No, oh, that was gonna get an applause. Yeah, you know, because blacked out me and sober me, very different ideas on appropriate condom protocol. <laughs> right. The same way I feel about like eating street hot dogs and what words I'm allowed to say in rap songs. <laughs> Thanks, you know? Sober me is like, that's dangerous, but drunk me is like, but it feels so good. <laughs> yeah. And I did just sort of compare saying the N-word to having unprotected sex. I'm not sure that metaphor really holds up. Doing either one could fuck up your life, for <laughs> sure. Um, 
And when I say fun, I mean like, not to say at a person, but just like phonetically, you know? Like, you know what, you know, wh why do you think Tigger's so happy? Bouncing around all day, T-I double gu er. Ooh, I thought of that today, that's how I thought that was gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna abandon ship now. Should have stopped with the rap thing. Um, let's see. Right, so no more STD scares. <laughs> uh, very, very positive. Thanks, y'all. Uh, I didn't mean it, but it just clicked. Um, yeah, I've had some, some scares in the past. When, when I lived in Spain, I learned the Spanish word for herpes. It's herpes. Pretty similar, still didn't want to know it though. Uh, when I was in college, I was just really fucking stupid. But you learn, you learn from your mistakes, right? Gonorrhea me once, shame on me. <laughs> Gonorrhea me twice, also my fault. But won't happen three times. Everyone needs a goal, mine in college was to get a super strain of gonorrhea named after <laughs> Apparently. Good. I start off this set talking about how I'm not getting laid, and then I spend half of it talking about STDs I've either gotten or barely dodged. Don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Setting myself up to fail. Um, I think that was everything. Hang on. Um... I did some gentle stalking <laughs> earlier today. Um, I saw a beautiful girl down the street. Need to ask her out. So, you know, kind of creep up. I don't know if you've ever tried to like ask out someone really attractive. You have a whole plan, and then when you're up there, it, it like goes out the window. You know, you're like, like, can I have your number? No, fuck. I don't know how I want to end that. <laughs> Never mind. That's how it ends. <laughs> See ya. Nicole everyone. Yes, teaching us that gonorrhea is not a flower. Your next comedian, excited that she's here. She's gonna start up a new show at Mutiny Radio. Excited about that too. Clap your hands together for Kapka. What's up? That's correct. My name is Katka. Katka Sabo. Katka is short for Katarina. Sabo is short for sabotage. As that's what I've been doing with my life lately. You're looking at me wondering why is she dressed up so nicely? <laughs> well, the truth is that's the only clothes I have. I quit my fancy ass corporate job recently without a net what without a plan what to do next. Talk about sabotage. But uh, I've got some exciting news to share. As of recent, as of this weekend, I'm married <laughs> to an American guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I also see the confusion in your eyes. Are you thinking? Is she so desperate that she's hitting this open mic 
during her honeymoon? <laughs> Sounds like a marriage sabotage to me. <laughs> I didn't have my wedding. Um, it's just my uh, fellow immigrant husband just got himself a U.S. citizenship. Yay! U.S.A. Give it up for U.S.A., the greatest country in the world. And the greatest country in the world just got itself another taxpayer for life. <laughs> Yay! I-R-S! I-R-S! <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think you guys are going to join me on this one. Um, but, um, you know what? Quick poll. If you really had to gun to your head, would you rather chant IRS or STD? <laughs> All right. Okay, play with me, guys. It's almost my wedding night, right? So, IRS folks, put your hand up. Quick show of hands. Okay, IRS. Okay, I see you. I see you. Where are my STD folks at? <laughs> All right. Great. STD. Great. So, people who saw those STD folks, take a note. That's super important. That's super important. You know what? Why? They're rich. They're rich. <coughs> Get yourself someone who prefers STD over IRS, and you will be SFL. Set for life. That's what I did. That's why I can afford to do comedy right now. Well, you know a thing of or two about me right now. Um, so I've been married for a while now, and um, me and my husband, we've been trying to um, reignite the passion. Ah, now I have your attention, you dirty, dirty minds. But before I go any further, I need, I need you to promise me something, okay? So pinky swear, pinky swear, everyone. I'm serious. Pinky swear, you are not going to judge me too quickly, okay? It's, hear me out, it's not that racist, okay? <laughs> All right? Okay, so here we go. So um, me and my man, um, we pretend one of us is black and the other person um, has to take the first, no, the white one has to take the first move. Um, and then, uh, does it sound sexy? No? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, I mean, we play chess. <laughs> you really thought I'm some racist lady, blonde bitch, right? <laughs> well, who knows? Anyway, chess. Chess is so hot. My man is so smart, so he beats my ass every night. Um, figuratively. All right? I mean... It's like no like veiled call for help from a DV survivor. We're cool, right? We're cool. And if anything, I'm stronger and more cruel than him. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, playing with him, it's like uh, I lose every night. It's like a BDSM for my ego. Our safe word. You, you, know, you want to know? Checkmate, babe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Play more chat and improve your sex life. My name is Katka Sabo. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Yay, Katka. Play and chess. She's a smart one. Marry the right guy. Um, 
All right, your next comedian. What a lovely gentleman he is. Clap your hands wildly for Sam West. Yay! Can do it. It, it really hates me. I'm gonna read off some uh, stuff. Let's start off with a couple punchy things, you guys. Uh, I saw a drag race last weekend. Blew my mind. I mean, I had never seen someone wearing heels run that fast so far before. <laughs> Zero to 135 miles in three and a half seconds. The cheetah print makes so much more sense now. Just trying out some funny stuff, you guys. All right, uh, I call this one scissors. Um, Fuck, wait, I just kind of ruined the punchline by saying that. <laughs> shit, shit. All right, this, this one, no promises, but I, I think there's something funny about candles, and I've just been every week taking, <laughs> taking my stab at it, and, and this might be the day. Um, when I was born, the doctors knew something about me was off. They asked my mom, have you been drinking while you were pregnant? She said no. But they still found I had fetal alcohol syndrome because... She had been eating whiskey-scented candles. We're getting closer, week by week, to the candle <laughs> joke. <laughs> the juicy candle joke at the core of Mutiny Radio. Um, growing up, my dad would, uh, would fuck with me all the time. You know, any guys in here, I don't know if your dad. He was a single dad. He would, he would always just, like, tell me crazy shit and, you know, morph my view of the world. You know what I mean? And uh, sorry, I thought you were trying to say something funny. Um, I was legit too. I wasn't trying to be a jackass. You guys can keep it. Like I thought you, you were mouthing what you were saying. This is gone horrible. My bad. No, no, no. My bad. Uh, this is gone horrible. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he, he bought a house. Wow, that fucking. Saying, oh God damn, the 49ers. Uh, uh, Oh, God. I still feel yesterday. That game is rough. Um, yeah, he, he'd always tell me crazy shit. He, yeah, thanks, man. He, he'd always tell me crazy shit just to fuck with me, right? Like, when we got our first house, he told me, hey, Sam, be careful, because the people I bought this from, they were lesbians, and your room used to be their love room. I was four years old, you know? Can you imagine saying that to a four-year-old? But looking back, he might have been telling the truth, because I vividly remember the distinct yet faint scent of scissors. <laughs> All right, we got back on track. Um, hey, I think I have erectile dysfunction. Um, yeah, I don't know. My dick just started acting like a cat all of a sudden. You know, like I have to coax it into doing things I want it to do. Just sits on my lap all day. I pet it every now and then, scratch under the chin. Yeah. If I overstimulate it, it gets pissed and starts to hiss. There's no punchline to this joke. This is just... You know, just just staying on track here. Uh, hey, try this. Uh, I can't smoke pot anymore. I get too anxious. My dad was a cop growing up. It, it always fucked with me because I never wanted to get in trouble. Um, even <laughs> <laughs> never wanted to get in trouble. You know, it fucks with me to this day. Like I tried smoking in the park relatively. Man, I just doing everything I could not to get caught. I was out there spraying Febreze in the middle of the day, Golden Gate Park. Blowing through toilet paper roll with laundry detergent, trying to sploof it. 
I towel the door. It's not even physically possible outside. I was just so paranoid. Sucks. I, growing up in high school, I would smoke out of an apple, and then I would eat around the apple, and then bury the seeds deep in the ground to destroy all the evidence. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if my dad didn't go out to my campfire one night and see all those apple trees just sprouting. It was a cute one, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Nice to see you. everyone. Oh, like Johnny Potseed, Johnny Appleseed. That was lovely. All right, keep that excitement going. Wow, we have another full room. This is really exciting. We'll take a picture of everybody. Uh, hey, clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! <laughs> I'm I'm pretty nervous. I have to go do a show at a strip club after this. <laughs> Last time I was there, I bombed, and I think the reason is because I'm a woman on a strip club stage, but I don't look like I could be a stripper. You know, like I I, I don't look like I strip, but I look like I take clothes off. You know, like I think I think that's the difference there. Um, Okay, my jokes. Uh, I, I, I hate, I don't like when I'm given the choice to like take the stairs versus the escalator. Like I feel pressure to take the stairs so that strangers think I have a strong work ethic. Um, just a statement, okay, cool. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not impressed when people say they're ambitious, like I'm an ambitious person, you know? But when I say I'm ambitious, all that means is like I make a lot of wishes like, I have a lot of hope. I'm a very hard worker, but just, like, in my fantasies. Uh, I don't have ADHD, but I recently got a prescription for Adderall uh, because I don't know where to purchase meth. <laughs> Taking Adderall has been heartbreaking because it's just shown me my potential for productivity if I wasn't so lazy. I didn't like that. I went to the doctor and I was like basically telling her like all these symptoms of like focusing and stuff. And then after I told her all these symptoms, she typed my symptoms into Google. And I was like, what the fuck did I come here? <laughs> like, have you ever talked to a medical professional and halfway through the conversation, you're like, I don't think this person was like the top of their class. <laughs> Real concerning. Um, I have I have mixed feelings about Asian stereotypes. Like I hate that stereotype where people say all Asians look the same. But I do enjoy sharing like one Costco ID card with five other Asian <laughs> females. It's a real it's a real moral dilemma. Okay, like it's a group of us ages 29 to 60. We all look 25. When I go to Costco, my name is not Denise Lee. My name is Tiffany Wong. <laughs> Once I almost got in trouble, there was a security guard checking everyone's pictures at the entrance. He looked at the picture, looked at me, and was like, is this, is this you? And I was like, sir, look at this face. Do I look like my name couldn't be Tiffany Wong? And he was like, I swear, like, someone came in yesterday with the same card who was like a foot shorter than you. And I didn't know what to say, so I said the first thing that came to mind, I was like, sir, are you for or against stop Asian hate? <laughs> and he was like, I'm so sorry, Miss Wong, please be on your way. 
And that's how I gaslighted a Costco employee. <laughs> I've been trying to work on my physical health though, trying to do more cardio. Learn cardio can be any activity that raises your heart rate. So I've been doing lots of panicking about my life. That's been helpful. Every time I spiral with anxiety, I'm like, oh my God, look at me working out again. Such a gym rat. <laughs> Gonna need a protein bar for this existential crisis. Uh, I tried out running. Uh, and, and I hate running, especially outside. Like, running outside is just like a public demonstration on how quickly I give up. And I don't like that honesty. Like, once I went on a run, I was feeling real good. I sprinted past this old lady. Two minutes later, she walked past me because I had already sat down. Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. Yeah, you just got to keep that pace. Remember that old tortoise in the hair. Just keep walking, old lady. Uh, hey, your next comedian, excited that she's here. Where You just walked in the door, and it's your turn. Oh, yeah. Uh, wearing what looks like an awesome, like, 80s body shapewear suit. Like, I used to have those in the 80s when you'd go to Mexico, and you'd be drunk, and you'd have to have the lady put your snap it back together. Right? Do you remember? Uh, put your hands together, everyone, for Haley Lauren Rosenberg. For everyone listening on the radio, I'm actually just naked. Uh, I realized that the reason I think I'm kind of developmentally challenged is because there was a period in elementary school where I got hit in the head with a basketball every day for a week. Uh, and there's no, like, light way to get hit in the head with a basketball every day for a week. Kind of an all-or-nothing scenario. And at first I thought I just was just really unlucky. And then I found out that it was because this kid, Hayden McBride, was throwing a basketball at my head every day for a week. Hashtag popular. <laughs> and then I found out it was because he had a crush on me. You guys remember in elementary school when you'd just be like physically and mentally tortured by someone and your mom would just be like, no, that's just, they just have a crush on you. That's just how kids, that's just how kids show that they like you. And like, honestly, it was so much simpler back then. Dating now, you have to always be guessing how someone's feeling. You're like, you don't know if they really like you. You don't know what their intentions are. Back in the good old days, if you liked a girl, you could just give her a concussion. She'd wake up in the hospital like, oh my god, is he my boyfriend? <laughs> uh, I recently slept with a guy who just got discharged from the Navy. Uh, I got on top. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> I got on top. That's how much I support our troops. My friends were not happy for me. They said that I was supporting the military-industrial complex. I was like, we didn't do it there. We did it at a motel. But oh god, what a life hack. Seriously, honestly, this is true. If you want the most attentive like sex of your life, hook up with someone who has not touched dry land in a year. He told me you're not allowed to hook up with your crewmates when you're on the boat. So it's just like a horny crockpot pressure cooking young seaman <laughs> until they're ready to say I love you to the first thing with boobs. 
So I'm hooking up with this guy, and it's like a wonderful switch up of power dynamics. He's so grateful to be there. He's thanking me for my service. Just two American heroes. And the whole time he's telling me like how beautiful and amazing and cool I am. And it really goes to my head. I'm like, I am beautiful and amazing and cool. But then I remembered sailors who I hadn't seen women in a long time used to fall in love with manatees and think they were mermaids. Not a great revelation for the old confidence. Like this guy is so into me, I'm thinking that he thinks that I'm just a really pale Zendaya. But if that's what it's like to be a mermaid, I am super down. Like, that was such a good experience. I just deleted Hinge. Now I sit out on rock jetties singing a siren song, luring horny sailors to, like, dinner and a movie. Um, and honestly, the magic does fade a bit after sex. There's some pretty pungent post-nut clarity. Like, when they start, they think they're banging, like, a fairy tale 10 on a tropical paradise. When they finish, they realize it's more of like a West Coast 5 in a Motel 6. Uh, but it works out especially well for me if they are like cheating on their girlfriend or wife with me. That's my favorite. Because then I get to add it to my community service timesheet. I'm the number one volunteer at Veteran Affairs. Yeah, that one has a lot of puns in it. That's all I have for today. <laughs> Rosenberg. That was so fucking clever, that last joke. Fuck yeah. Veteran Affairs is clever. Uh, your next comedian, hey, keep that clapping going, everybody, for Johnny Nutson. Yeah. yeah, keep it going for Pam, everyone, on a uh, Monday. How's everyone doing? Good. Uh, well, I feel like I look like the kind of guy that like isn't allowed to buy Sudafed from Walgreens. You know? I mean, look at my fucking eyes right now. <laughs> They're like bright red, you know? I don't know. I don't think I have pink eye, but maybe I've been eating some ass. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I look like the kind of guy, too, though, that like in 10 years, I'm going to be getting bullied by my Asian wife. You know? Sounds kind of nice, right? I, I dated an Asian woman for a few years. She did bully me. She would say things like, uh, you need to get a job, you know? Didn't take the, uh, the abuse. <laughs> Uh, I was at a party the other day with my older brother, and he was like, uh, uh, this is my little brother, Johnny. He looks like uh, Jason Statham, but if he spent his entire day on QAnon forums. I'm like, dude, can't be saying that. It's pronounced QAnon, <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're not community forums. They're uh, online portals for like-minded individuals. All right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, um... My dad is a bit of a crazy guy. He, uh, like, he's definitely, like, a Republican, but he's, like, trapped in, like, like CNN form, you know, because he has all these conservative outbursts, but they have, like, you know, liberal conclusions. So they'll just say things like, uh, these fucking Mexicans. I'm like, Dad, what? Like, they're the backbone of the economy, <laughs> you know? Like, or, you know, women announcers on the sidelines. They are so much more organized than the men, you know? <laughs> Gay people, I like the way they dress. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. You guys remember in uh, Sex Ed, uh, 
Going from my dad's sex ad, that seems like a good transition. Um, you guys remember in sex ad when we were kids? Like, they would say things like, uh, um, don't, like, take meth and have sex because it's going to feel too good. It's going to ruin sex or whatever. That seems like a lie, right? <laughs> I don't know. Because I know a lot of people that, like, take Molly and have sex all night, and they're like, dude, last night was the best time of my goddamn life. I mean, they weren't just like saying that, but I like sex ed. I was a big sex ed guy. I liked it because they had a policy at my school that you could ask anything. And they w- had to ask or answer, or they had to answer the question honestly. So you could be like, if I, uh, Miss, Mr. Pastor, if I, you know, chop my dick off and shove it up my asshole, is that gay? Like, uh, well, first of all, that's a medical emergency, and it's uh, <laughs> definitely gay. Yes. <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm a real piece of shit. I uh, live at home and I'm bald. You know, so that's pretty tight. <laughs> Still, you can only live at home and be bald if you're like a baby. You know, I don't know, like a small, regular, ten-inch baby or something. I don't know, whatever, <laughs> however big babies are these days. Um, I work as a security guard, you know, which is weird when you're, like, a smaller dude, you know, because I, like, try to kick this guy out the other day, and he's like, uh, I'm going to stay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Um, and I got to, like, check, like, the door, you know, for, like, pepper spray for, for women, so it's, like, the most awkward thing of all time. You know, I'm always like, do you guys have any pepper spray? And they're always like, I don't know. Should I? <laughs> I'm like, yes, definitely. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, everyone. Give it up for Pam. Keep your hands clapping for Johnny. Yeah. Hey, your next comedian is one of my favorite people in San Francisco. So funny, so wonderful. Clap your hands together for Colin Braun. Thank you. Um, I've been told that I'm long-winded. So I'm going to make you guys laugh twice with ten words. Did you hear about the bean recall? <laughs> now you have. <laughs> Thank you. I, I got a fart maker. It's really cool. All right, that one was me. Um, all right. Ten words, though, is too much. I'm going to make you laugh with one word. Hitler? Long-winded. Hello, my name is Colin Braun. Um, You've all met me. Um, I I realized today that I I eat out a lot because I'm always, you know, I'm up, I'm at work or out at comedy, and whenever I'm eating out, I usually have my dog with me, so he sits with me, and I don't, I'm not one of those people that brings a dog inside, and my dog's food bowl is inside. So I eat outside almost all the time, and my dog eats inside all the time. I'm the pet. Um, I've been trying to do this thing where I say yes more since the divorce. Um, normally, normally there will be something where I don't feel comfortable doing it, but I go for it anyway. The other, guy, the other day, a guy told me to hit him as hard as I want. I didn't even ask. I just wanted to know where the bathroom was. Um, Normally, I'd say no, but I had to say yes. Because I'm a comedian. I have to experience life for the people. 
My friend said, Colin, do you want to do mushrooms and go to Mission Dolores Park and watch an outdoor screening of Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit? Sounds cold, sounds wet, sounds like I'll be surrounded by strangers having a pan attack thinking about my father. But I have to say yes for the people. My friend, he said, Colin, can you deposit $10,000 of cocaine money into your bank account <laughs> and write a check to my landlord for four months of back rent? Ah. Uh, I'm going to have to say no. <laughs> I, will s I will do a lot of things for the people, but not um, federal prison. Um, I was assaulted last Tuesday, and this is something that many people don't understand, that we're always on guard, because you never know when you're going to run into a belligerent twink at a gay bar called High Tops. He body slammed me into the bar, and I, I think he cracked a rib. And I messaged my doctor to see about getting an x-ray, and they said, well, just take it easy and, and, and try to avoid activities that make your ribs hurt. Like sleeping. <laughs> Walking up a hill. I live up a hill. Um, and laughing. So I've been spending all of my time at open mics. Um, the other day I hooked up with a, a, a real estate agent who, he, he's very rich and he's got a giant dick and he has a face, um, but real estate agents, you know, it's like their personalities are so fake even though the estate is real. <laughs> and, and the real estate, ga I mean, okay, real estate. Doctors go to school for years. Engineers go to school for years. Real estate agents, you just need to be considered likable by wealthy white ladies. <laughs> but they get all this money and they go on all the trips and all the parties and all the yachts and all these things, but to me, there's still that face on the bus stop. That's the end of that joke. Am I way the fuck out of time? I'm sorry. Um, okay. <coughs> Gay guys are so nice. They will give you the shirt off their back while they go dance. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Tell me. Call and run, everyone. Hooray. All right, we're moving right along. We're going to fit everyone in. Clap your hands for your next comedian, Starler Burns. You're never going to break my heart. What's up, mute? Oh, can you hear me? Yes, okay, what's up, Mutiny? How's it going? Yeah. Guess I'm not the only one who's been victimized by the twinks. Uh, I guess I'll start with a rhetorical question. Did anyone else start masturbating young enough that they were concerned what Santa Claus would think? <laughs> like, kids are so silly. Like, obviously Santa Claus is super sex positive. Like, why do you think they call sex toys toys? So they can build them at Santa's toy workshop. Get around those North Pole regulations. That was a little regulatory humor for all of you. If there are any SEC lawyers in the crowd, they'd be losing their shit. Uh, what else do I want to work on tonight? 
I think I want to do some characters. Does that sound fun? Let's do some characters real quick. All right, this character is called Depressed Amateur Erotica Writer. Ready? Depressed Amateur Erotica Writer. New Penthouse Forum, I never thought I would be writing to you, but if you are reading this, then I am already dead. <laughs> he was depressed. We already knew that from the setup, we just didn't know he was that depressed. This, char this character is called, <laughs> caused a little glitch there. This character is called Unassertive Coworker After Sex. Hey there, I was just wondering, did you get a chance to come? <laughs> no worries, if not. <laughs> I just wanted to follow up on my inquiry from the other day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one more character. Let's do one more character. This character is called Speaker at a Psychology Conference who's about to realize one of his formative childhood experiences wasn't universal. <laughs> and you know, it's no wonder that American men are emotionally stunted. As soon as boys can walk, we're told not to cry, not to be vulnerable, not to be sissy, or else the schwole boy monster will find us and pinch off our penis. He thought all the little boys were told that. Turned out it was just a weird thing in his family. Okay, what else do I want to work on tonight? <laughs> All right, I don't have too much time, so let's uh, make this quick. Uh, so I have been quote searching the words body dysmorphia on Instagram a lot lately. <laughs> so I can give compliments to self-conscious strangers, but only the hot ones. It's unfortunate that I'm ending on that one because I wanted to be a messenger of sweetness. But you know what they say in comedy, folks, always end on your worst joke. That's how they're going to remember you. Let's get this show back on the road. Thanks, y'all. Hooray for Starler Burns. That was super funny. And there's cookies up there on the counter. Please feel free to eat cookies. There's not weed in them. They're just cookies. Uh, your next comedian runs a show in South San Francisco at Hometown Heroes. Funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Wally Hippolito. Uh, what's up, y'all? Happy Monday, happy Monday. Um, I'm going to the Philippines this year. A couple weeks, actually, which I'm really excited for, but I'm also a little bit nervous. Nervous for a few reasons. One being that I'm, uh, I'm about to meet my biological father's family for the first time. Woo! Yeah, yeah, and I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous because, you know, what if they're hot? You know, like, I, guys, I've watched enough Game of Thrones in my life where incest is very much on the table for me, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm really not. Cool. But uh, uh, second reason 
I'm nervous is because like what if um what if I haven't really been talking to like my actual family, you know? What if I've been talking to like some sex traffickers and I get sold into slavery? Sex sex slavery. But uh, you know, I like that really wouldn't be a bad gig for a 32-year-old male, you know? Like, oh my god, I gotta bust all these nuts tomorrow and just have sex with different women. Like, oh my god. That was a bit of an incel joke. I'm not gonna lie to you. All right, cool. Let me try some. Uh, I I always growing up, I always wanted to be an athlete. Yeah, I, I always wanted. I always thought I could be like a star athlete. Not because like I wanted to like be you know, like play sports or anything. I just wanted to do. Being an athlete is like the only career where you can do stupid handshakes and it be cool. You know, like I, you know, I work in tech, and you can't just like walk. I can't just like walk down the hall and meet up Sajan and be like, "Hey, what's up, yo?" <laughs> like, like I'm getting fired for that shit on the spot, guys. That shit, that is just not happening for me. Yeah, you know what it is? It's social media. Social media. Uh, social media is like empowered athletes and like celebrities, and I think it's a bit of a problem sometimes because like we expect our celebrities to. Um, to always have like an opinion on like very serious matters. Like for example, LeBron James. Like everybody who's anybody always wants LeBron James' opinion. But it's like this dude's education goes as far as like economics and government in senior year of high school. Like this guy, he can't get past the dedication page of like the Malcolm X book. And we're expecting him to talk about like Chinese reform. You gotta get the fuck out of here, guys. All right, we're gonna work on that one a little bit. Um. What else do I want to try? I've been watching. Oh, yeah. Uh, my grandpa died. It's okay. He was fucking old. It, it's fine, guys. It, no, but I was. I remember being at his funeral, and then uh, I was kind of high, and I was thinking to myself, there's, like, there's only, like, r really three definites in life, guys. It's, like, death, taxes, and an aunt who's going to record everything on her iPad. <laughs> and I think it's kind of ridiculous because I'll... You know, I was watching my aunt record uh, the funeral, and I all I could think to myself was like, "Who is asking for this content? Who wants to pay for this shit?" Because like, I'm not I'm not gonna text her in three months, thinking to myself like, "Hey, you know what? She does. Ha I do want to see what Grandpa's casket looks like. Like, <laughs> let's we should probably check that out. That's probably a good one." All right, cool. But yeah, like I said, I was a little too hot. I, I got kind of high during uh, the funeral, and it was bad. But it, what made it worse was that I was also a pallbearer. So like, you know, between like my family crying and a 40-foot uh, statue of Korean Jesus, like just scolding me in my mind, it was not a good look for me. It was not a good look for me. All right, we'll end on this one. Um, you guys know my Tinder bit. I'm a skip. Um, you guys know I do Vin Diesel swiping, you know, Fast and Furious, whatever. But uh, I stopped doing my Vin Diesel swiping, and I started reading bios on Tinder. And that was that was a mistake, guys. It was a mistake because, like, women on Tinder are just as bad as the dudes. Like, I read this one bio where this woman said, let's, ta let's take a long, uh, let's take a long sunset walk. In Stockton? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? You're fucking crazy, lady. Worst one, last one. Um... I remember matching the, with this one woman. She was a transgender woman. And we were having a conversation. I was being nice. And at the end, I said, you know, I'm not really that interested. And then she responded back right away and said, what are you, some faggot fucking homophobic hater? And I'm thinking to myself, wow, 
you really did used to be a guy. Because all, all, I know a man's tactics, and that's as mannish as it gets. All right, guys, I'm Wally Hippolito. It's my time. You guys have been great. Wally Hippolito, everyone. We've got five comics left, and we've got time for everyone. So hold fast if you can, and uh, don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. Clap your hands together for Mark Neuer. There are things to You guys smoke weed? I fucking don't really normally. And I just, I drank some of the cannoline, that's, that's THC syrup. And I'm, uh, I'm uncomfortably high right now. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty bad. And, uh, and I was, last night I was, I was trying to sleep and I was stoned. And you ever get so stoned, like when you're laying in bed and your brain has this fun thing where it likes to be like, imagine you're like about to fall out of an airplane. I'm trying to go to bed, you know what I mean? Instead of like, let's count sheep. It's like, imagine you don't have a parachute, right? And you're going to fall out of an airplane. Isn't that a fun little thing that the brain likes to do when you're stoned? You ever gotten that high, darling? No? Either of you? Have you ever gotten that stoned? No? That's like my biggest fear is like falling. Cause like I like you picture like I feel like we romanticize it. Like if you were to be falling like off the side of a building, right? And you like were able to hold, like grab the ledge. I would have like one second of holding that ledge before my arms gave out. Like maybe one second. Like I'm gonna just like immediately I'm gonna do the and I'm gonna just fall. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna end up dying. There's not gonna, and if you, you think you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna grab me and you're gonna pull me? No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Because you're not doing that. Pam Benjamin, I, you're coming with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Be like the Lion King, he just. Like my biggest fear. Really what it was, my brain, it wasn't the airplane, but that is one, one big fear of mine is the airplane. It was somehow being on the ledge of a skyscraper, like on the out, like you're looking, you're on a skyscraper, you're looking through the window, but like on the other side of the window. That was the fun thing my brain was doing to me last night while I was trying to sleep. Thank you. Dive back to the room. That's exciting. All right, your next comedian has been so patient. She's been here since the very beginning. <laughs> Clap your hands together for Chow Yen. Yay! Yeah. I was just about to put a cookie in my in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you guys see Avatar? Have you guys seen this new Avatar? Yes. 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 Everyone. Okay. Did, did you notice how woke this movie is? Like, it's about this interracial marriage and this family that became refugee family looking for, like, political asylum at a different country, right? Facing, like, bullying and racism. Except 
Except everyone has blue skin, so they can only like discriminate you based on the number of fingers you have. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's my it's my first time at Mutiny Radio. Isn't this cool? Yeah, I've heard I've heard so much about it. I think this is you know this is exactly why I love San Francisco, right? This is great. You know, because when I first moved out to the Bay Area, I was living down in Mountain View. Because I got a job in tech, and the recruiter was like, oh, yeah, you know, you'll move out here. You'll be close to work. This is where all the tech giants are at. You know, you have so much fun. This is the heart of Silicon Valley. And I came here, I was like, man, I didn't know that Silicon Valley is dead. Seriously, I was, like, bored out of my mind after work, right? So I had to, like, Google things to do in Mountain View. First thing that popped up, computer history museum. Like, how is it legal to put those three words together in a sentence? That should be made illegal, okay? All right, moving on. Second thing that came out was Google Android statues so that you can take selfies with an icon on your phone. Who, like, who requested this, okay? So I was like, all right, guys, there's got to be something here. There's got to be something here. So I went into the arts and culture category, all right? I was like, all right. First thing that came up was Red Rock Cafe. Apparently, it's this um, you know trendy in cafe in Castro Street, downtown Mountain View, right? Where they sometimes host live music and events. And I was like, that's cool. I was like super excited. Went over there Saturday morning, first thing in the morning, right? Grabbed a cup of coffee. And I was like, all right, seating is upstairs. So I went up the stairs. A dozen or so people sitting up there in the seating area. In dead silence. I thought I got teleported to a library, okay? Like a funeral would have more life than this, guys. So I walked around, right? I looked around. It was like half of the people were on their laptop typing, typing, typing. And I looked closer. They're all coding in dark mode. It took me a couple years, but I eventually found out that that time, Saturday morning, is better spent in San Francisco lining up for brunch. That's the right way to do it, okay? So eventually, uh, my colleague came over. I was like, really excited. Oh, all right, I got it, I got it. I, I, got, I know what to do. Um, we need to go to a 49ers game. I'll take you to a fo football, football game. Uh, let me take a step back for a minute, okay? I don't get football. Okay, I don't know if you're there football fans here, but I don't really get it. I'm, I didn't grow up in this country. I don't know. I don't get football, okay? If you tell me football, it should be soccer, where you actually use your foot. Thank you. If it's up to me, you know, I, I, I want to propose this. I want to officially propose to rename football more appropriately to hit and run. <laughs> so, my, so my colleague's like, come on, you need to come with us. Let's go to 49. You, you know, you need to your local sports team in your city. And I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. 49ers are from Mountain View? <laughs> That's my time. Thank you. I'm Chow Yu. That was lovely. Yay. You have a real job. That's exciting. Yay. You're a nice comedian. She's so funny and wonderful. Put your hands together for Kava to sing. Yay. <laughs> People make the world 
hiding behind the mic. So I, uh, I'm, I'm into BDSM, but like the, the Sesame Street version of it, you know, just like the, I don't get it, it's not funny. Okay, wait, I, I realize I don't even think I started recording. Okay, okay. All right, now I just started recording. Um, so just like some, some smacking and some choking, but I realize like communication is so, uh, is so important because the first time I did it with my boyfriend, um, I think I think there was a lot of miscommunication because I said I want you to smack me in the face and um, What he heard was hey, I want you to take the back of your hand and flog me Like I'm some 14th century harlot who slept with the tanner um, And when I said that I want to be smacked in the face. I want you to hit me in the ear uh, because I don't like hearing things. Okay, that was it. <laughs> okay, that was that was really bad. Okay, um, so I uh, I I have a uh, my boyfriend's black. Um, yeah, my boyfriend's black, and uh, my parents uh don't accept our relationship, but I still uh because they're racist. Um, but I'll still talk about him with my mom so they can normalize us. Because I could cancel my parents, but that wouldn't be productive. Um, I'm on their phone plan. But I swear, once I'm on the will, I'm going to draw a line. You know, like, I'll show them who's boss once they die. You know? Okay. It's not going well either. Um, I, uh, so growing up, uh, I, I, um, I grew up in a really competitive schooling environment, and so I actually resented a lot of Asians because I was like smarter than the average Joe, but dumber than the average Raj. And so there was just a lot of like competition um, that I always felt. And but people knew that I wasn't very smart. Like they knew, because e and even now my friends know because when they invite me to places, when they invite me to hang out, they never ask me to do anything for them. You know, like I'll be like, hey, do you guys need me to bring something? And they're like, no, you could just, just show up. Just just live long enough to attend my party. You know, just make it. Um, and then every time I travel, they're like, send your live location. Like, we need to make sure you don't get lost. Um, I don't do, do one-night stands. Uh, my fear was always like, okay, what if the guy murders me? Um, but I went to a bar, and this guy approached me, and he was hot. So I was like, it's worth the risk. Uh, long story short, he couldn't get it up, and he said it's because he's stressed because his brother has cancer. <laughs> and I was like, you should have just murdered me, <laughs> you know? Because his contact information wasn't even in my phone. It would have been bar hot guy, but now it's bar brother cancer. And he could have said anything else, like, it's the whiskey, or I'm tired, or my dick is racist. <laughs> and it would have been great, because I would have left immediately, right? But now I had to support this 10 with trauma. I was like, your brother, does his dick work? Um, but yeah, before you feel bad for, for him, I mean, I was 22 when he was 34. So I think he knew, he knew what he was getting into. He was like, she's young. I can waste her time. And he did waste my time. 
because getting them hard was like making a sandcastle because his dick kept slipping through my fingers. Okay, that's all I have. Thanks, guys. Hooray for covetousing. Yes, we have a couple comedians left. Don't get comedy pneumonia. Your next comedian is Spencer Devine. Although that wouldn't be a problem, because I totally would go back up to grab this cookie. Uh, for, uh, we're on the wait list. This is for the non-numbered comedians. And now that I'm on stage, it's the overweight list. So <laughs> we made it. I got cookies in my pockets right now. Tell me I don't. Uh, I'm a stubborn person. People like to say that's because I'm a tourist just because I'm a stubborn person. But uh, it comes to the point where if I find out I'm wrong about a, an opinion I've stated, I have to double down and like double justify it. Uh, <laughs> I found the Priuses make that engine noise and they're like, oh, that's, a, that's not even a real engine noise. Their engine is silent. They just play a noise like an engine. <laughs> And I was like, that's such bullshit, fucking poser bullshit robot cars making noises when they don't need to. And someone's like, Spencer, that's so blind people can hear the car coming and they don't get hit. And I was like, whoa, so Priuses don't care about overpopulation then, obviously. <laughs> Fucking snooty robot cars making noises like real engines, saving the blind people. It's not that I hate blind people. It's just service dogs are the only dogs they won't let me pet. <laughs> and I'm bitter about it, okay? There's literally a sign that says, do not pet this dog, and I'm like, Fuck you! It's the most offensive sign I've ever seen. Um, people, when they're in, uh, un insecure, they fish for compliments. Um, but I, you know, I'm a bit more out uh, forward, so I like to go noodling for compliments. Uh, so what happens is I just walk up to people and I go, "Tell me I look good," and then I walk away. <laughs> Gotta wait for it. Uh, I don't like fishing for compliments. Fish don't get caught because they're smart, you know? <laughs> like, that person thinks you're dumb. They're like, oh, oh, I look so bad today. And there's fishes down, and they're like, no, no, they know they look good. Don't bite that shit. And then there's one fish that's like, oh, you gotta make you feel good. Oh, you know, and that's the end of it. I, I go to the 10 item or less lane in, uh, in grocery stores because I'm a, a professional. Um, and people are like, Spencer, you got to be nice to the people. And the, if they have 11 items, just let it go. Just be cool. I'm like, fuck that shit. I don't even have anywhere to be, but this is a serious aisle for serious people. 
You have, there's tears, you know? You have the, the fucking chaos of self-checkout. There's a small fire. There's a child rolling in a pile of fun dip. Pay for some stuff. Don't pay for some stuff. Check in bananas. There's hot pockets. There are no numbers. There are no rules. This is improv improvisational, like recreational shopping. And then you have the middle rows for people who have like families and they have to buy lots of groceries. They can't like go through the self-checkout and have fun and they can't pretend to have 10 items. But if you're in aisle number one you, and you, if you made a wrong turn out of produce, I pity you. You know, you're in the Thunderdome with no weapon. I, I'm so serious, I'll snipe other shoppers out of the line. If they're not prepared, I'm like, this man has more than 10 items. And he's like, I just have grapes. And I'm like, yeah, grapes, you know? How many sunflower seeds do you have? A thousand? Move down. Move down. Thank you, I've been Spencer Devine. Cookies. There's three left. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Guan. Yay! I don't know what cookies they were. They were amazing. They're amazing. Oh, uh, thanks for bearing with me. All right, cool, cool. Uh, so, uh, so I'm 27, uh, which means I'm in that phase of my life where some of my friends are getting married, getting a lot of like marriage RSVPs. Sometimes it gets getting a little too overwhelming, so I'm trying to decline some of them. I figured out what was the best response to stop the invites from coming. Uh, I said this to one of my friends. I was like, oh my God, Becky, I, I can't come to your wedding. Um, I'll come to the next one. Okay, that, that was a thinker for some of you guys. Okay, I didn't get invited to the next one after that. <laughs> Um, cool, 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 cool. Uh, all right, so I've been uh, I've been coming back to work. I, mean, I work uh, I work in real life and not in in Zoom. Where and um, recently I had one of my coworkers come up to me and they go, and they we meet in real life and they're just like, oh my god, uh, you're a lot shorter than I expected. Um, where are my short kings at? All right, well, well, rel relatively, what is a relative short king? You'd be like, yeah, who's asking basically? Um, yeah, no, I think it's very odd that where we, when we first meet people in person, we comment on each other's height, right? It's kind of like, especially when you're saying, like, you're shorter than I expected. It's like, what? Like, do I give off short king energy? It's like, what would that even mean in, pers in perspective? It's like, yeah, Dan, uh, I thought Dan was short only because he likes to scream at every fucking meeting. Like, that's how I know he was a little shorter than expected. Okay, thank you, Spencer, for the pity laugh. Okay, cool. Um... Let's see. I uh, so uh, I, I used to live in like a really white part of America, and when I moved to California, one of the things I was excited to see was that uh, there was gonna be a larger Asian population. And one of the things that really shocked me was that I realized that uh, how much how Asians are really part of the community, and how much you guys really love Asians here. The reason why I know this is because I got an ad recently on my phone. It was a picture of a really sh a big buff Asian guy, and then the text it said, "Are you a big, strong, successful man?" Well then, come on down to the Northern California Sperm Bank. Like that's that's amazing, you know. We're just saving the population. Everyone's realizing that yeah, we need to boost boost up the IQ of this whole fucking country. Let's fucking do it. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, yeah. Uh, so my family. I, I'm from an immigrant family, and uh, I think one thing that's very unique about immigrant kids is that uh, we're all born with a particular debt. 
Um, it's actually two types of debt. Uh, one is uh, student loans, uh, and then the other is uh, being born to your parents. That's the, uh, the debt uh, that's there. Yeah, you're just born with it. You just have to sign a contract that says, like, all right, welcome to, welcome to real life, buddy. This is, <laughs> this is compounding right now. That's what we're, what's happening. Like, the other, all the times that when I do stuff for my dad, you can't say no to, like, your parents if they want to ask you to do something. Like, they'll just bring up the debt, like, no matter what. Like, my dad would just come up to me like, see, I'm asking you to do me a favor because I came to this country with literally nothing so I could be successful for you. And I was like, but, dad, you serve Chinese food to drunk white Americans. Like, what is success? <laughs> and you also do it behind bulletproof glass. Like, what is that? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Um, and I think that the other part about being Asian that's interesting is that we have this thing called filial piety. And if, if you guys don't know, filial piety is the expectation that you're supposed to really hold your parents in high regard. Like, every day in every year in Christmas, they always expect, hey, you know, you should give us something for what we gave back to you. And I was like, well, mom and dad, I think it's cool because what I'm giving back to you is a year subscription to Lyra, which is therapy. So that's my gift to you. Okay, no, never mind. All right, I've been Dan Guan. Appreciate it. Dan Guan still loves his parents and gives a shit. Have a cookie. All right, two comedians left. You can do it. Put your hands together, everyone, for Newman Shake. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm a big fan of rap. Um, yeah. And I know, like, there's this thing where, like, people who like old rap and people who like new rap, they fight a lot. Like, I saw this post recently that was like, I hate how the new generation doesn't like Tupac. Which I don't think is fair. Because the old generation killed Tupac. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's, that's a bit more. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but they made a movie about Gandhi in the 90s. And I'm glad they made this movie in the 90s because there's not a lot of Indian actors today that could pull off Gandhi. Like, Dev Patel is too hot. And I'm not ready for Aziz Ansari to be Gandhi. That's a bit much. Yeah, that'd be like if Tyler Perry was the new Malcolm X. You know, it'd be crazy. Yeah, I'm glad there's, like, more representation movies nowadays, though. But I'm realizing, like, that's a uniquely American thing. Because, like, I was watching, like, an Indian movie recently. And there's a part where these characters, they have to meet a guy named Juan from Mexico. And Juan is just another Indian dude in a sombrero and a Mexican soccer jersey. And I don't know, man. I feel like that would be, like, if the new Black Panther was just Brad Pitt in a do-rag. Like, that would be a lot... Yeah, um, I don't know, as an Indian person, like, Kumar from, like, the Harold and Kumar movies means a lot more to me than Kamala Harris. You know what I mean? Like, fuck the White House. I want to go to White Castle. That shit seems way more fun. Yeah. What else do I want to do? Um, yeah, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand right now. Like, my friend, she got a DUI recently, and her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're an alcoholic. Like, I don't know what sign that is, but it's not a good one. Like, I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, astrology is going to be used like, a legal defense. Like, there will be lawyers in court. Like, you know, my client did kill eight people. But that's just what happens when you're a fire sign. Like, Mercury's in retrograde. It's just the way it goes. 
Yeah, no, I work with kids right now, and um, it's kind of cool, like, seeing, like, kids, like, come to me and be like, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up, because I can't tell them the truth, which is that I'm like, you're going to be fighting in the water wars when you grow up. Like, that's that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. I don't know. I think, what else is there? I'm, I don't know if love is real. I don't have anything planned for this, but, you know, we'll see. It's just a tangent I have. No, because I'm interacting with a lot of people nowadays. I don't think I love any of them. Like, I like my roommates, but I want to take a bullet for them, you know? Like, I'm like, I can find another person for the lease. And I work with these kids, and they're cool, but, like, they're not that cool, you know? Like, all right, that was not good. I'll definitely take a bullet for those kids. I don't know if anybody from my work is listening. <laughs> I doubt it, but that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else is there? I think that's it for today. Thank you, guys. Yay! Newman Shake, everyone. Huzzah! Well, I'm your last comedian, so clap for me. Yay! Yay, I wore an outfit today. So I bought this dress in the children's section of Costco. Because, you know, I'm a child large. And I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be sparkly and nice, because usually lately I've been misanthropic and mean, and it just isn't helpful for anyone. So I was like, I'm going to be the change I want to see. I want to see sparkles. Don't doubt my commitment to sparkle motion. Because I live in the Tenderloin, and it's this crazy new Intervention Live on tour. <laughs> like, it's, I'm getting free tickets to Intervention Live. It's right outside my door. And it's like they're teaching me yoga. Like, they are, they have so much hamstring stretch. It is like, they just, they're so one with like the earth. And like, I feel their, I feel their earth chakra. I think they're going to teach me something on the street. Does anyone else like watching Intervention or Hoarders? <laughs> yeah. I love watching Hoarders because I'm like, I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> I love watching Intervention because I'm like, I'm not an alcoholic. Ah, <laughs> sure you aren't. Yeah. I love walking down Hyde Street because I'm like, I don't like heroin. Ah. I did try, I did try fentanyl once. My, no, but it's, this, is, this, is, this is like seriously like in 2005 before you kids knew anything. My ex father-in-law, my ex-husband, we weren't divorced yet, but his father died of terrible liver cancer. It was awful. In six weeks, he was like strong and dead. And on his deathbed, he willed me all of his drugs. Like, that's how much he loved me. He was like dying and he looked at my ex-husband, like Keith, and he goes, give Pam all the, there's like 59 Marinol. I took one. And he, so Marinol's a pharmaceutical grade THC before weed was, it's in a little orange pill. Oh my God, it's amazing. But he took one and he was like, it's like Nom. Like he was back in the trenches. It was too crazy. And then there was pharmaceutical grade cocaine because when you, they put you like asleep, they, then there was, the, there was the fentanyl and there were 75 milligram transdermal patches and I'm not a crazy person. So I scored the patch and I only did 25 milligrams for a weekend. I was sick for like 52 hours. I just laid in bed. I couldn't, I was like petting my cat. I tried to do a Winnie the Pooh word search. I could do nothing. I couldn't even watch TV. And my husband was like, what is wrong with you this weekend? And finally I admitted, I was like, 
I took a fentanyl patch to see what it was like. He's like, oh my God, what is, I can't believe. We would start having problems with the marriage. And, um, <laughs> and I said, but what did we learn this weekend? What did we learn? So much positivity came out of it because we learned that I didn't like it. I will never be a heroin addict. Yay! That's what I learned. Uh, yeah, it was great, but I love weed. Oh my God, I'm a weed addict. Yeah, but I'll never, I'll never um, do, I'll never be a fentanyl addict. So uh, you know, you gotta try it to know you hate it, and um, and I'll never, and I don't do cocaine anymore either because it makes. I already think I'm smarter than everyone else, and then you give me cocaine. I'm just, it is intolerable to hang out with me. <laughs> like it's just, I'm like, oh, I know everything. It's terrible. But I see other people do it, and I'm like, oh my god, they're on cocaine. That's good. It's like it's like a bunch of Trumps walking around. Like all the sociopathic sociopathic narcissists come out, and we're like, did you know I know everything? Okay. What? It, oh, this is great. So I was walking down the street. And this is the last thing I'll say, but it was like so prophetic. I'm standing at the bus stop and I'm thinking about a joke or the world falling apart. I don't know. And a, and a guy walks up to me. He makes eye contact with me and he says, when you go crazy, you go alone. No one wants to go with you. And then he walks on. And I was like, <laughs> what fucking vibe am I giving off? Like, I'm giving off. Is this the... Like, there used to be a thing in San Francisco. There used to be a thing in San Francisco called Tutu Tuesdays. People just wore tutus on a Tuesday just because it was the words. You, uh, you, sorry, whoever just moved here in the past 10 years, you ruined it. Okay. <laughs> but keep, keep, thank you for being here at Mutiny Radio. We're trying to keep it cool. I appreciate all of you for staying and being here. Person in the back, did you, we have two minutes. You're just watching. Fuck yeah. Yay. All right. Uh, we've got two cookies left. Um, come up and get some. Thank you for being here. We're here on a Friday. And coming up on, uh, we have a new thing. It's every other Wednesday starting 2.15. We're going to be screening John Hughes films here on Wednesday. And we're going to have a feminist, a feminist panel in the back that's going to break down these John Hughes movies for racist, homophobic, misogynistic, and um, uh, tropes, you know, and, and it's so funny because there's always property destruction too, and like classism, and everyone's white. I'm like, everyone in Chicago was white? Like, what is that? How are these John Hughes films from the 80s? Like, there are no black people in Chicago? Like, anyways, and then the one Asian person is Long Duck Dong. We're gonna talk about that, don't worry. We'll break it down. Um, but it's, we're starting on uh, 16 Candles on 215. Bring a date, and it's free, and we'll have feminists, it'll be fun. Okay, yay, thanks for being here. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs>
Patrick go? Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not, true entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. 
Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. MutinyRadio.fm. Here in .sf. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy. Laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand up comedy and those that. Who's that? Go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Havana, 1109 Valencia, at 22nd in San Francisco. 
fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. something weird i want to do something crazy I, I don't believe in any of that stuff but i like i just want to do it because like i've done weird wow. shows I've performed. just for them or like for like that would be the venue and then the venue and for them and for them too <laughs> i would yeah i would yeah. i don't care because like i said i've done weird shows i've done weddings funerals a bar mitzvah it was weird because like i don't how do they find you, first of yeah, all? Like, friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. You, like, you, were you know when you're at the water fountain and the bitch is taking so long? I am I right? Am I right? Am I, I don't know These what 13-year-old right, Jewish is. You know, so. You're like, how do you connect with the You can't make G-jokes when you're Jewish. Crowd, like, you can't like, be like, hey, you guys, I have some stereotypes to, to I, I, reflect. I, 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 okay, because I did some research. I was like, oh, there's Latino Jews and Native American <gasps> Jews, so yeah. I had to go with that. Oh, that's good. Okay, no, I like that. Like, the joke was like, oh, you there's a couple, La Amigo La Israel. I was like, what? I, you know, I'm playing dumb. I was like, what do, what do Jewish people wear? Oh, yarmulkes. Oh, no, they wear little sombrero hats or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, see, and they were like, it tiny killed, sombrero. It That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so it would be at a church of Satan, and then and then what else? Mixed crowd. Yeah, Young, old. Satanists and like. Dress up, be weird, you know, because like, one of my favorite comic is Sam Kinison. Wild thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rest, rest in peace. I don't care. I just love the scene. I'm older. I want people to like me. Whatever. I want yeah, you to forget. Like, I love that. Like, when I was a little boy, my mom used to take me to these things. Called Gabriel Iglesias. Called John Leguizamo. But even back then, I was like, I don't Happen to you guys? People recognize you like, oh my god, I, I saw you over there, <laughs> and I get scared. I'm like, where? Where did ah, you see me? You're where? like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Man, that, oh, that has you happened to me. Like, you think they're like, no, this had, that happened identifying to me. a suspect. No, that happened to me before. This guy came up to me. Damn, officer! <laughs> no, it's, this is weird. I, I robbed this guy long. I love that was long. statute of limitations. Yes, it is. Run out. Oh my, it, it is. Got, you got recognized yeah. by a victim. But Amazing. He was at the show. He was at the show. Get the <gasps> He's fuck. like, that's the dude that robbed me. Yeah. It was, yeah. Did you see him in the show? Or did I didn't you recognize not? him. I was yeah, like, okay. did I really rob you? Like, I, was I, like, you I robbed so many people. Okay. You think I remember your ass? Yeah, basically. Fuck He's like, you stole my iPod. I was like, what color? 